0: Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Fourth and final preseason game. The Green Bay Packers uh, defeating the Kansas City Chiefs 27-20. Uh, love you to get involved. You can by texting the Protein House, eat with the purpose. Text line 69306. You can also call in 913-576-7610. Uh, we've highlighted some of the, the big parts uh, of this game. We, again, we mentioned Reggie Raglan playing in the game, but... Uh, after talking to Craig Stout, bringing in our defensive film analyst, we realized this could possibly be a good thing for Reggie Raglan. Not such a good thing for Carlos Hyde, who starts the game probably on his way out come Saturday. Marcus Marshall was next in to play at running back. No sign of Darwin Thompson. And and really, for all the flack you give Brett Veach for a guy like Dorian O'Daniel, who he might have missed on, Colin Saunders, who plays most of this game, hit one, it seems like, in the sixth round with Darwin Thompson. It does. It looks like a big hit for Brett Veach in the scouting department.
1: But one thing he's got to do is you can't be afraid to cut your own draft picks, right? You can't be afraid to admit when you make a mistake. That's the one thing you can't do. And you can't hang on to people just because you believed in them. And I think Breland speaks and I know you go back and forth. Is it Andy Reed? Is it Brett Veach making these picks? And to be honest with you, I think it's a combination of both. And I know that we hear a lot about how Andy Reid chooses every player. It's not necessarily the truth. Andy Reid picks Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid gets a, if he wants a wide receiver, Brett Veach, scout him out, show me who you like. And then he looks at the film. Breland speaks to me, and I'll never forget when he was drafted. Andy Reid was talking about it. Right. And he was talking about how Brett Veach sold him on Breland Speaks. It shows me, well, Brett Veach was the SEC scout for the Eagles. He was the SEC scout for the Kansas City Chiefs, he showed me that he probably personally scouted these guys. I remember having a one-on-one with Brett Veach that Friday night of that draft. And I said, are you the same type of guy that that uh, that, that will listen to your scouts? If they're coming to you and just yeah. talking to you off? Because Brett Veach gets that way. He finds somebody he's enamored with and bothers Reed. And let's face it, he was a big reason Kareem Hunt was here. Even though John Dorsey was here... It was it was it was Brett Veach that had scattered him. He did break away from the SEC a little bit, did did watch Toledo. It's a big reason why Cody Thompson is here, because they played on that same Toledo team back when they played. I, I I don't know. He he sells Reed who who he takes. They work hand to hand. I think Andy Reed gives him a list of who to look for, and he goes out and finds those guys. I think But there's no question to me that they work hand-in-hand, hand. but when it comes to quarterback and other
0: positions, that's all Andy Reid. I think Brett Veach does watch a lot of film, too, and when you mention that scenario about cutting your own draft picks, I think we we might be seeing it right before our eyes in the next 24, 36, 48 hours when it comes to Khalil McKenzie. This was a guy he, he took, it is. took a chance on last year where they trade two seventh-rounders to the New England Patriots to move back into the sixth and take Khalil McKenzie, who they bet on uh, as a transition defensive player at Tennessee uh, and then comes in and and they're trying to transition him to an offensive guard. But you can't
1: give him to Will Shields. But you can't be afraid to catch a play. This is is what uh, Brett Veach said on the last broadcast uh, against the Steelers about his influence into the draft. And exactly what does Brett Veach do – Or is it Andy Reid? I thought this was really interesting. This was during the broadcast last week on the Chiefs Network.
2: Yeah, that's a cool thing. You know, we have a lot of dialogue after the season. So we'll spend, Coach and I will spend, you know, a week, two weeks of going over every way we can improve the roster and looking at the the depth of draft and looking at um, how that pairs with free agency and where we are. Uh, but the cool thing about coaches, is once you get through this process, he, he trusts um, trust me, you trust my staff, and, and we kind of cut it loose. But, um, but it's certainly that it's always on our mind, and, and we're reminded after the season um, just how we can get more athletic and faster on both ends of the field.
1: But the one thing you have to do is you always have to be willing to admit you made a mistake. That, that's the one thing that GMs, a lot of times they'll sit there, they'll see if it's still going to work. That's why Tano Passanio had to show something. That wasn't the breadth of each guy. I knew it. I know it. That's why Demetrius Harris ended up in Cleveland. Because it's John Dorsey guy. Yeah. Kavari Russell, John Dorsey had no problem cutting Kavari Russell. Kavari Russell came in. That was a grand, grand mistake. but, but, But he didn't mind admitting he made a mistake. And as a GM, you have to be willing to do that.
0: Yeah, and and like I said, I mean, we we'll we'll see if they keep McKenzie again. Him coming in at right guard in the second half tonight, uh, not not a good sign. Colin Saunders looks more and more like that official, unofficial redshirt this year. Really looks like a guy at least to start the season. I'm talking for the first half. Probably will be on the team because you can't risk putting that type of guy in the practice squad. But the fact of him or the the, the chance of he, him being active. Early on the season it's just so small. So small.
1: So small being active. I To be honest with you, Pete, I'm not 100% sure what tonight really showed them at all. I, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. When, when you're playing against third and fourth string guys, they're going to, let's face it, the XFL is going to end up with half these guys. To play this game. I'm not, for, I'm all you, for all you
0: herb, herbivores out there, uh, as made made popular by Show and Vern and, and AP. Or they'll be uh, substitute teaching. Pain, the herbivores are going to have to take their talents to the XFL. Because uh, it seems like that's where Herb Miller might be headed. With the uh, Dallas Renegades? And DeMontre Wade. Do you have a team yet? Next you bring tomorrow? these guys in, though, you never know. I mean, sometimes you hit with an undrafted free agent. Daniel Sorensen comes to mind. I understand he's probably not a starter in this league, but he's a damn good player, and he was well, an undrafted free agent. Well, Darrell Williams. Albert Wilson. I think Darrell
1: Williams is the best undrafted free agent that Brett Veach has brought in. I mean, he certainly has his share of undrafted guys. Jamal Custis is another one of those guys that brought in. Custis gave Custis was, but he's going to be in the practice squad. That
0: was a bad bet.
1: That but Cody was a Thompson. That was it was a nice pickup.
0: Pringle, he's a nice pickup. Cody Thompson, I love Brett Veach. You Pringle's make your money. another Pringle's another guy, and yeah. and he'll be the fifth receiver on this team this year. He should be, at least in my in my book. We're gonna talk more about the fifty three man roster coming up. I do wanna play Brett Veach's interview with Todd McShay tonight. Uh, this was from the KC T V five telecast, again, the GM of your Kansas City Chiefs with Todd McShay.
3: You know, Brett, this is the one time of year that I'm I'm not jealous of your role. You know, the next 48 hours, take us through how difficult it is and, and what you and your staff have to do.
2: Yeah, well, everyone thinks the draft is crazy and, and the free agency period is crazy, but this truly is the uh, the most hectic time of year. Um, every, every team is going to cut their roster by almost 40 guys, so there'll be a lot of names coming through the waiver wire, but fortunately for me, I have a great staff back in Kansas City, and um, we've been working hard trying to get our, our board right and, and prepare for names that might be able to help us.
3: Specifically? You looking at tonight? What what are you looking for, and what do you want to see on the
2: field? I think what we're looking for tonight is we're looking for guys to really make the decisions for us. Uh, had a chance to talk to some of the young guys last night, and you know, I think so many of these positions that we have, um, you know, the margin between being on our roster or off is so thin. So what we like uh, as a coaching staff and as a personnel staff is really guys go out there and make the decisions for us, go out there and make plays, and, and and make our job a lot easier.
3: How many spots on such a talented roster? How many spots? Legit? legitimately are, are available and that you could wind up making a decision on based on what they do tonight?
2: That's a good question. I, you know, really, I think probably other than the quarterback's positions, I, I think, you know, the um, the depth level at all these positions, whether it be the eighth or ninth offense alignment, defense alignment, fifth, sixth corner, fifth, sixth wideout. I think all these positions are up, up for grabs. So again, we're just looking for guys to go out there and, and make a statement tonight.
3: Cornerback to me, just, you know, studying the tape and watching, it seems like a, a really tough decision because you got a lot of guys. How do you make that decision after this game?
2: <laughs> we go back and we'll, you know, we'll watch all the tape from the preseason, and and again, our guys back in KC are, have done a great job of really keeping up to date with bubble guys and other teams, and, and we'll go back and again, review the tape that our guys put on, on film and compare it to what's out there and, and make some calls and and um, you know make decisions that are best for the team.
0: Todd, don't lie. The cornerback position is tough because these guys at the end of the roster all stink, because there's no one that you could say definitively that should be the fifth cornerback on this roster.
1: No, it's it, it's becoming the toughest position a in the NFL because you're going backward when the elite talent in the elite talent the elite talent in the NFL is wide receiver. It's more position. fun to be a wide receiver. You know, guys like OBJ could have been running backs at LSU. No, the talented players are going to wide receiver. It's what's making the money. Uh, Melvin Gordon and Olivia Bell completely had this thing backwards. The running backs not as important as they thought it was. But let's face it, Pete. I mean, this front office. Is doing a good job, but think about what this team had. This team had Dorsey, Chris Ballard, and Brett Veach all in the same front office. And right now, those are three of the teams that are the best teams in the AFC. The Colts, the Browns, and the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't Chiefs. know about the Colts anymore. I don't either, because Andrew Luck yeah, yeah. retired, so
0: that does make a huge difference. I was high on the Colts, not anymore. I'm kind of, I'm kind of myself trending into a Steelers enthusiast. I Steelers think right look now. improved. How about that guy that went out and
1: made that Bet right before they changed the book. It was nine and a half over under for the Colts. They run right out and get the under before the book changed <laughs> to six and a the half brilliant wins move. by the Colts. I, it's a
0: great move. I, I don't I don't mind Brissett. I just think this this can rock an organization. Like they have to go out and maybe win the first two games, and then maybe you feel, okay, who knows? You know? But this is the type of, of of story, and it's so late in the preseason, and the the regular season's right around the corner. You could rally behind it, or you could tailspin. And I'm just so eager to see what happens in Indianapolis. You know what, though, Pete? This year they play good quarterbacks. The level
1: of quarterback play now, Andrew Luck, you take him off that list. You are playing Rip Brady. You are playing Rodgers. Uh, out of the top five quarterbacks in this league, the one you're not playing is Drew Brees until you get to the Super Bowl. Then you'll play Drew Brees. But you have them at 16-0, Pete, so you got them in the
0: Super Bowl. Who do you have them playing, by the way? I originally had the Philadelphia Eagles, but I think locking it in, it's going to be Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears. I like the Bears in the NFC.
1: The one thing about the Chiefs is, you know, you're tested on the road, first couple games on the road. Like last year, you go out and play the Chargers the first game of the year. Then you go across country and play the Steelers. Back-to-back road games for the Chiefs this year as well. It's good when you can go 2 and 0, be on the road the first couple of games. It's money. And don't sweat the humidity. What do they? What the hell do they think St. Joe is? St. Joe was <laughs> a
0: freaking sweat box. <laughs> what Jay's referring to is who was it? Today? Jack Tony, Del Rio. Tony Jungee and Jack Del Rio. We're talking about the freaking. Said that the humidity. Chiefs would be at a disadvantage week Come on. one in Jacksonville and fired, fired Jay. You've
1: been to St. Joe Saint in Joe. August? I
0: have. It's one Jack Del Rio. You've been to St. Joe in August? Tony Dungy. Let me give you two words about St. Joe and August. It's not exactly Anchorage. Back sweat. Just I walk up there, and I cover this team because I, I'm passionate about my job and my back sweats.
1: And these freaking Chiefs
0: assistants are wearing hoodies. I'm, I'm barely doing anything. These guys are running around in pads, so just think about that. I want to point out one other thing. I do want to get to the 53 after the break, uh, start breaking it down. Uh, Eric Biannimi, and shout-out to Charles Goldman of Chiefs Wire. He does a great job. Uh, he called us earlier in the day, and then they showed it on the telecast. Eric Biennemi calling place at the end of the half. He's probably the head coach in waiting for the Chiefs. We've seen the Peterson route. We've seen the Nagy route. Biennemi's almost assuredly up next. I think the Chiefs have three. I think Brendan Daly and Matt House
1: yeah, Matt, are earmarked to be head For what coaches, it's worth National as a media footballer. guy,
0: Matt House, I've had him a few times now. The dude does not want to talk. He doesn't nightmare. But nightmare Matt Patricia head coach didn't either a member. Patricia didn't either. It is yeah, a head coach. Patricia's about to get fired this year.
1: But Matt House
0: will have to be the defensive coordinator before he's a head coach. Brandon Daly, I think, becomes a head coach Sp- sooner rather than later. Spags turns around this defense. he may get another crack too. And you know, he feels like he's in, in, invigorated by do you think that he year. wants to, or do you think he wants to go the Dom Capers round? I think I think eventually he, he wants to, to be a head coach again. I think this is the route to do it. He, he saw this job. Um, he, I, I mentioned this a few times. Spaggs hadn't taken a year off since 1980. Hit the reset button, and he's reinvented himself. If he can turn this defense around, he'll be a head coach. Uh, other note before we get into the 53-man roster after the break, uh, Harold Jones Cordy today, a nice hit on a naked man at Lambeau Field. Um, obviously a streaker. Um,
1: well, it's the first thing he's hit all preseason.
0: Walked on the field or ran on the field. And you got to like the courage of this guy. Probably um, full of cheese curds, a lot of beer, I'd imagine. Maybe some scotch, as the great Craig Stout was drinking. And he's real naked and real tackled by Harold Jones Cordy and put it in the books for him. Because, I mean, mean, that's his last game as a Chief. We know that. And uh, it'll be one to remember. Right?
1: One to remember. It was certainly the
0: best tackle in the preseason. For for Jones Cordy, for, for anybody, you think tackling the naked man? <laughs> <laughs> I think that might have been the hit of the preseason. Uh, you know what? It, it, there's a tie tonight, of course, because you know we've been we've been saying Jeremiah a tout you all all night. He probably made the team with his eight tackles tonight. But I mean, more memorable than tackling a nude man, I, I don't I don't think Jones Jones Cordy's going to forget tonight. It's my uh, player of the game. Is the nude man or Jones Cordy? Both. Okay. Well, listen. Those are two guys, the nude man and Jones Cordy, that won't be making the 53-man roster. Was he nude? I didn't even notice that, Pete. He was naked. Uh, luckily, the shot that I saw was from the media box, which it might as well have been in Timbuktu. I mean, and those guys were ants, so you couldn't really see any parts, which I appreciated. I wish they tased these guys on my ver- television. My, my poor version of eyes. Um, but, again... Why? Well, I mean, what a tackle! And and he saved. It. And he saved the you know day. What they think it protects
1: from people doing this by running on the field, and not showing it. You'd rather, the announcers like to talk about see, it.
0: You want to see the, some genitalia?
1: I want to see live tasing. Okay. Because if you're tased on national television, it might stop you from doing it again. It might not right? It's harmless.
0: Just getting tased. Come on. I don't know if you want to tase someone because. If, but to
1: show that that was a nice hit. If the
0: streaker has like heart condition. That could be it. Sudden death. They don't tased. streak. You're at your own risk. The ticket even says don't run on the damn field. Maybe the way you go about it is you warn streakers out there, listen, if you're going to streak, make sure you don't have a heart condition because we are going to tase your ass. So don't do it. I mean,
1: that's one way. They, they want to they save this, and they want people not to, to run on the field. Show it. The announcers like talking about it. I'll never forget Kevin Harlan calling it the guy who's drunk or whatever he was saying. You know, Jones
0: Cordy is the type of marginal player where that could be the last tackle of his career. This is what I would have done.
1: You know taser, I mean?
3: taser, taser, taser.
0: Oh, man. All right. That scream is our cue. Uh, we're going to send it to break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to start breaking down this 53 man roster. Put our Brett Feach hats on.
3: Taser, Taser, Taser. <laughs>
0: it's the Arrowhead ah, Jay, go, stop that. Go, go, go. Stop that, Jay. It's the Arrowhead Pride post game show with Brett. Welcome back uh, to the Arrowhead Pride post game show. A little bit of a miscommunication there. Again, I said it. Four on the tailgate show, the preseason for us, too. Pete Sweeney here uh, with Jay Bingley wrapping up. Uh, it's been right every time except for that one, and not it? It has been. It's been right every time. Right. We're not perfect. We're, we never said we were going to be perfect. Julio Sanchez uh, pushing most of the right buttons behind the glass. <laughs> and uh, we're enjoying a, a, a postgame show from a 27-20 Packers victory. That part we don't like. The part we like is that now... The preseason is over, thank God, hallelujah. So, with that being said, uh, we got the fifty-three man roster cut down. By the way, before we get into that, I do want to say one more time, we appreciate your text six nine three zero six protein. House. see with the purpose text line? Some of them, and uh, yes, yeah, some of them. Jay, when Jay's not fighting you guys on the on the text line, that's when we appreciate that. And, and then you can, you can call in. Don't ban anyone. It's the preseason. You can Call in at nine one three. Five seven six seven six ten. Let's get into the fifty-three man roster projection. Um, Jay, start with offense. We'll, we'll, we'll go with the quarterbacks. Uh, I think it's Patrick Mahomes and Matt Moore. Those are a given. Do they stretch That's it a out? Brilliant analysis, Pete. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. You're gonna be spot on. Worked, on that worked worked all break on that. Uh, Mahomes and Moore for sure. Is there a third now kept? Just just to be sure here. And it I, depends on the roster
1: breakdown, how many guys you want to keep, maybe a corner, keep six instead of five. Uh, you'll definitely have them on the practice squad so they can be picked up originally. I don't see Shermer or Litton guys that will make 53-man rosters. I don't see either one of them being picked up and I, put on I, the 53. I don't think this is a Ryan Lilja situation. You had him on the practice squad and the Colts grab him and put him on their 53. Or Harrison Butker who was on the practice squad. Yeah, don't forget if
0: teams pluck, they have to be on the 53. They, they have, have, have to
1: it. be on the 53. I think they do that, but I I do think maybe they'll go to Jacksonville with three. I think the comfortability of having somebody that's been through training camp, somebody that understands the playbook, and I understand they're working hard on Matt Moore. Kafka's going out to dinner with him. Eric Biennium, working with him. You saw Patrick Mahomes talking to him most of the time. Matt Moore is a smart guy, but there's a reason why they took Chad Henney
0: instead of Matt Moore. Yeah, the more I think about it, I mean, Mahomes keeps himself healthy. I think you're right. I think they end up keeping two on the initial 50. But, well, but, the, don't they have? But he's got
1: to stop doing the they stuff
0: have, like the dives and stuff that we've seen in preseason because it was
1: only twice. They, but if he does in the regular season, which he wants to do in the regular season, because the guy's such an ultimate competitor. There's been enough team out there. Things, I, I hope though. not. I hope he learns how to slide. So, so, take the take, worse, take, take the loss of down. Whatever, just don't get hurt
0: again. What's interesting about the quarterback position is if, is if they plan to, to keep Chad Henne and put him on injured reserve to return. He needs to be on that week 1 roster. But because he has 4 years in the league, is there is there a window is there a loophole where you could release him and say okay, we're going to resign you or how does that even work out? Do we can happen? throw him on the IR. You can throw anybody on the IR. But they have to be on the week 1 roster to be to return designated to return. That's what's interesting about you it. So the two guys. Do they end up initially keeping 3? You used to have to identify who your players were that were designated to return. You don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, that'll be interesting how that works out. It adds a little bit of a wrinkle that didn't exist before, and I'm wondering what the Chiefs end up doing. I think they keep three running backs moving on to the next position. It's Damian Williams, it's Darrell Williams, and it's Darwin Thompson saying goodbye to Carlos Hyde. I
1: think so. I think Carlos Hyde was uh, up against it when he signed with the Chiefs. I'll say four because I think they'll go fullback with Anthony Sherman. I'll throw him yeah, in. Yeah, I, I was
0: going to move on to fullback. Okay. I wasn't looping him in. But
1: yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Anthony Sherman is certainly on that team. And I don't know if that's the role they definitely want in the future. I could see more of a John Lovett type, the H-back type, They could play both fullback and that H-back position. I think that's kind of a position Andy Reid wants to move to. But Anthony Sherman is so important to this offense because the leadership he brings, the fact that he can block. And he's not out there very much. Excellent special teamer, but I think that they do trust him in the backfield with Pat Mahomes.
0: Sherman was an MVP for Pat in two of the biggest games of his career. That was to week... me, he was the Pro Bowl MVP. I was about to say oh. Week 17. Don't forget that was the Anthony Sherman game where he was leading as the running back. The Week One game, wheel route touchdown, and then the Pro Bowl where Mahomes robbed him of the MVP. I mean, he was robbed. Of they the were MVP. never going to give that car to the sauce, and they should have they were not going to
1: give it sausage deserved it Clint Boyer had to let
0: him borrow a car for uh,
1: when he showed up in uh, training camp
0: that's right uh, couldn't even drive it on the road uh, so it's Patrick Mahomes and Matt Moore as your quarterbacks we got three running backs uh, with Anthony Sherman and I put Marcus
1: that. Marshall on the practice squad
0: yeah I think so too um uh I think he he's he's made a good enough case uh to to wind up there and and you know how these running backs go. This is why they can't get paid because they're so replaceable. Sometimes a guy goes down with an injury. You have to have somebody like that ready to go. Um, that's what we saw with Spencer Ware and Char West when when Jamal Charles running back for down.
1: Patrick Mahomes is the easiest job in the world for running backs. Because Jay, you, Jay, you should get out, you should get out there. Though. No, no, Pete, that's, that's not my point. <laughs> the point is he stretches the defense so much. There's no eight guys in the box with Patrick Mahomes. It's it's why I respect Jamal Charles more and more as the days go by, because he was public enemy number one for this team. Eight guys in the box. You weren't worried about him throwing down the field. Patrick Mahomes just and Andy Reid, the way they run this offense,
0: spreading everybody out, it is a running back's dream to be running the football on this team. I also tend to think, and and correct me if I'm wrong here, and maybe this is too far-fetched, but I think Andy Reid and his reign and how he works with his playbook, He's better off not having a guy like Jamal Charles or Kareem Hunt. And hear me out, because of course you'd like Kareem Hunt if there wasn't for all the trouble and, and and whatever. But they don't want their pressure. That I don't think Reed wants that pressure to have to have a certain amount of touches for Jamal Charles or a certain amount of touches for Kareem Hunt. I feel like when. Jamal Charles went down. Of course you don't want that, but there was a weight lifted off of Andy Reid's shoulders where you use the running backs how you want. It's Jamal Charles, or I'm sorry, it's Shark West and Spencer Ware. And then he could he could he could be a pass first guy. And that that proved dividends when Alex Smith had the best year of his career.
1: Dime a dozen for this team. He make the AFC title game offsides and a coin flip away from going to the Super Bowl when you had to cut the NFL's leading rusher and the number one Patriots killer. Kareem Hunt.
0: Brutal. We'll we'll see if he can keep it up again. Kareem Hunt, the news earlier today, sports hernia surgery, suspended anyway, but you know how that goes. Uh, Wide receiver uh, for this team, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hardman, locks, right? Ultra locks. Then it's probably Byron Pringle and De'Anthony Thomas. I don't see a seventh receiver here.
1: I see Pringle, De'Anthony Thomas for sure. Now, it is weird that De'Anthony Thomas wasn't picked. And it was. And I think Dave Tobe is the one to credit for that. You know, DeAnthony Thomas stayed in the area, said he ran two miles a day, stayed in shape. I am surprised. He was training for a, a,
0: a running a race. Yeah, I'm surprised the
1: guy like that wasn't picked up. I'm surprised another team did not want to kick the tires on DeAnthony Thomas. He's broke the same leg twice. It is concerning, but he's so good on special teams as a gunner, returner, whatever you need him for. I do think Pringle edged out Cody Thompson, but I really like Cody Thompson. Cody Thompson Goes to the practice squad of Jamal Custis. I think DeAnth- and Dieter too. I think Dieter goes in the practice.
0: What? What? Or maybe the IR? I think Dieter probably is more likely for IR. Again, we just don't know what's going on with that injury. I mean, it's been called back spasms. It's obviously not back spasms. I had back spasms. This Only morning.
1: thing he has going for him is he's Mahomes' friend.
0: D'Anthony Thomas, to me, also probably rules out Tremont Smith because. What is the what is the use for Tremont Smith? Well? There's no use for him. So you got McCole Harmon for the kick returns,
1: right? Um, you got Tyree Kill at the punt returns. McCole Harmon can do punt returns and kick returns. Might be uh, how he's most valuable on this team. We sprinkled in at wide receiver. I think they'll use him a lot, like how they use Tyree Kill in his first year,
0: right? And, and 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 by the end of the year, I mean he may be ready to be a bigger contributor on offense, and if. Sammy Watkins gets gets hurt which again you don't hope for but you kind of expect to miss at least a handful of games. You're going to need contributions from Hardman or at least Pringle, one of these guys. I don't I don't see Thomas being a guy that maybe makes an impact um, in the offense. Now, moving on to tight end, so we have six wide receivers there. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Blake Bell, they're givens. You seem to think that Nick Kaiser has a chance to to make this roster potentially?
1: I do. I think Nick Kaiser has a chance because of the blocking ability. He's got great hands too, and knowing that he's a good special teams player as well. I think tight end three, where you might see him deactivated during regular season games. But I think Kaiser's done enough to make this team.
0: I think it's tight end number Yel- three. And it's also a question too. And we're getting—I th- I would have put Yelder there, but we're, I'm not sold on we're, Yelder. We're getting back to that injury question too. We don't necessarily know how serious Yelder's injury is. If it's not that serious, he might—and he could be ready in ten days from today. Maybe he makes it over Kaiser. I think Kaiser really only turned it on tonight where you said, oh, this is noticeable. I mean,
1: he was good in the first preseason game. He might. Is, and, again, the preseason Kaiser, is a lie. I Kaiser, get that.
0: And I'm looking at it right now. Kaiser, an undrafted free agent with the Baltimore Ravens in 2018 practice squad. This is a practice squad candidate yeah. to me. Nick Kaiser, to
1: me, has shown the ability to be at that. And, again, wait on Yelder. I think Yelder's a better player. I think Yelder could have been in position for tight end number two. If he's healthy, he's tied in number three. If he's not, it's Nick Kaiser.
0: And I think, too, don't necessarily write off Yelder, depending on his health, of improving to that two-spot eventually. Like, he may prove to be better. I mean, he's not right now because of the injury and the question marks, but he may prove eventually to be better than Blake Bell. I don't think he's got the blocking ability of Blake Bell. You love Bell. You love this. You, you know, he, bell, I think that's tremendously you, important with Blake this Bell team. is not the bell dozer. He's the block dozer. Blake can do it all, man. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, offensive line. Uh, now we have the starters: Eric Fisher, Andrew Wiley, Austin Ryder, LDT, Mitch Schwartz. They're making the team. Your boy Cam Irving, he's making the team. Cam Irving makes the team. I think Jeff Allen stays on
1: the Jeff team. Jeff Allen certainly with makes...
0: versatility and Nick Allegretti. Jeff Allen. If they keep one more, I think it's probably Jimmy Murray. And and that leads
1: he's the backup center for you at this point because Allegretti played a lot of guard at Illinois. Did play some center, and I don't that doesn't really matter because Mitch Morse was a good center for the Chiefs,
0: even though at Mizzou, you know, Evan Bain took his spot at Mizzou. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, and and as I'm looking at this here, it feels like Khalil McKenzie's going to be the odd man out.
1: And I like Ryan Hunter, too. Here's a guy that was like LDT, but probably a better Canadian player. He was drafted in the
0: first round of the CFL, even. Would you ever keep 10? And say okay, goodbye to Khalil, and then you put Ryan Hunter as at I just keep eight right now. Eight? So you're you're saying Jimmy Murray doesn't make the roster. Which guys are on the practice squad off the OL?
1: Jimmy Murray
0: at their Nick Allegretti would be a guard and backup center for me. Okay. So Jimmy Murray and Hunter make the the practice squad? I think so. Okay, I think that's fair. And the Chiefs move on from Khalil. I do. I, I you know where I Khalil's going. If he uh if he ends up as a free agent party in the city when the heat is on, all night on the beach at the break of dawn, calling up daddy in Miami. Khalil McKenzie. What the hell did you say? <laughs> well, Will Smith for you. Khalil McKenzie would be going down to Miami because that's where Reggie McKenzie landed. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to end up on the streets. He's going to Miami. And good for him. So, okay, reviewing this. The quarterbacks were a little bit in between. I think we ultimately agree that it's Mahomes and Moore, right? <laughs> No, nobody else. This <laughs> <laughs> might be the most ridiculous question you've ever asked. Nobody me. else. Nobody else, right? Because you think about I'm just worried about Moore in this offense. But you're right. They probably just just bring it and, and play backyard football if he has to go in. If Moore ends up starting,
1: it's going to be the Damien Williams and Darwin Thompson show. Yeah. How well can Matt Moore t- hand off?
0: Maybe you just make Travis Kelsey the quarterback. I mean, he knows all the positions. How about the <laughs> belldozer? He was a quarterback before he changed his Yeah, lineup. but Kelsey's been in this offense since 13. 13. He knows all the positions. He has to every every player on the on the on have the, on the line throw? has to know where every, everyone everyone goes. Yeah, it's definitely not Tyree Hill. I just think I, he can't throw. This is going to sound crazy, Jay, but I think Kelsey as a tight end might be, or I'm sorry, Kelsey as a quarterback might be a better option than Moore, giving his his familiarity. Stop it! I'd rather have the bell dozer. Hot take. That's a blazing hot take for you, Julio. If you keep track over there. Uh, no. All right, so we have Mahomes and Moore, uh, which we agree, uh, Damian. Daryl and Darwin, Anthony Sherman. But again, I, I will put caution on Daryl. As much as I like Daryl, the third running back could not be on, might not be on this roster at this point. But I think what you should take away with that is, if it's not Daryl, it'll be someone who profiles like that, which is more of that bruiser Spencer Ware type. Because you know, Damian and Darwin are a little interchangeable, a little bit. I think again, Damian feels like he's more physical, but that might only be because of his size. Like, the Chiefs like to say that Darwin's rocked up, which he is. I mean, I, I don't know he's 5'8", but he, he's just like him. It's like two and a half. It almost makes him harder to tackle. I That was asked by, uh, to him, I think it was rookie minicamp. And he's like, yeah, I use my size to my advantage.
1: It was my question, Pete. And he said he reminds he likes looking at Evan Kamara tape good question. and Darren Sproles. Good question, Thanks, Jay.
0: Usually it's you with the good questions. That happened to be mine. Good job. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Blake Bell, and and I think Deion Yelder. I, I, I'm going to... I'm going to say for both of us that it's Yelder instead of Kaiser. I think Kaiser maybe profiles more as a practice squad. And then we had Fisher, Wiley, Ryder, LDT, Mitch Schwartz, Cam Irving, Jeff Allen, Nick Allegretti. And that's where you ended it. I kind of think that Jimmy Murray squeaks in. Or if, and we talked about this before, Veach has to hold on to his projects, then Khalil McKenzie will be back. Uh, But that remains to be seen. So that's the offense of your 53-man roster. We'll flip the page and get into some defense That's after the break. This is the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Closing down shop of the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Pete Sweeney hanging out with Jay Binkley, Leo Sanchez behind the glass. And once this show's over, we got 19 minutes and counting. Jay, we will be done with the preseason. How excited are you, Scott? Very excited.
1: Very excited for the
0: start of the NFL
1: season Uh, to begin the march to 16-0 like you have Yes. I, Which have I do not, Pete. I have the Chiefs. And at you were here
0: with me when the schedule came out. I think you had them at 13 03. Did you, you see? Let me ask you a few questions here. Did you see that the Chiefs were favored in every game except two against the Patriots when they were three point underdogs and against the Chicago Bears when they were one point underdog? Did you see that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Did you see last year that atrocious Bob Sutton defense mm-hmm. and the Chiefs only lost four games? And the AFC title game by a step. And the four regular season games, they lost by one score. One score each game.
1: I know that this defense is. Do you not be believe in approved. Steve Spagnolo? You know, the last 15 years with the Super Bowl champions, where their average has been in scoring defense? What's that? 8.6. Woo! You know, Bob Sutton actually averaged ninth. Bobby defense. In the NFL, 15th and 24th is where he ranked this last two years, but he's very good the first couple.
0: You got to be able to. What's your what's your record prediction? I'm thirteen to three. Give me the losses, just real quick, before we get into the defense. Um, give me the Pats. They're just not going to roll. They're just not going to roll. Gonna plays. lose so. a third time to the Pats, a third time, Jay, in a row. You know better than that. Well, where the game is at in New England,
1: uh, I don't like that game. I think they'll slip up um, in L. A. against the Chargers, even though they've beaten them nine out of ten times. I could see a slip up there. And I think there's going to be a garbage game slip mean, up like at Tennessee. Just something where they're not prepared. They're, not they're losing. looking they're not forward to the Chargers game at home at Arrowhead. 16-0 is tough, Pete.
0: That is just... <laughs> it's only been losing. done they're once. They're not losing to Tennessee. By the way, the Chargers games in Mexico. Oh, well, that's right. But still. Um, which is actually worse for the Chiefs because there's a lot of Chiefs fans apparently in uh, California. And it's higher altitude than Denver. But yeah, I... I think the one problem that I have is I might get to fourteen and zero, and then Big Red walks up to the stadium, the podium and goes, "Listen, we're starting Matt Moore this week." Did you see who the uh, Patriots slipped say, up to last year? Well, they are going to be fourteen and two.
1: Patriots win the Super Bowl. Did you see who they slipped up to last year? They lost to unexpected games that you wouldn't expect. Thirty-one to twenty, the Jags. They lost twenty-six to ten to Detroit. Remember, the Patriots started off zero and two. They lost to the Titans, thirty-four to
0: ten. I'm just saying with good teams, losses do happen. Andy Reid's uh, quotes came through from tonight. Uh, we don't have the audio because it's the preseason, but I'll read them to you. On Carlos Hyde, we were trying to balance out the guy's reps, and he was short, so I asked him to play at the beginning part of this, and then you saw I called a lot of runs to him initially, but I wanted to get his carries up so we had enough to evaluate. He did a good, nice job tonight. That'll be the last comments uh, Reid has about Carlos Hyde. Moving on to the defense, let's talk about this 53-man roster. Uh, defensive lineman, typically in the Bob Sutton era, the Chiefs would keep about six, but probably keep about nine now, I would guess. So who, who are you looking at? I know we have Okafor Jones, Nadi, Clark, Passigno, Agba. After that. I'll take Clark,
1: Jones, uh, Nadi, Okafor, Colin Saunders, Tano Passigno, Xavier Williams.
0: I'll Xavier, take nine. Xavier Williams is making this team. I think, Joy Ivy's maybe on the fringe, but I don't see it. I think if Breland Speaks goes to IR, what about Justin Hamilton? No, you're not. A, you're not a Justin Hamilton fan. More X ex- fan than Justin Hamilton. I do Justin Hamilton serves Xavier sport. Williams? And this has surprised me, and I, I was curious about this, and that's why I asked Spags. Xavier Williams is going to basically split with Derek Nott. because the way that Spagnolo said and I don't think he was lying to me because he seems like he he actually gives you a legitimate answer, which isn't always the case with, with Big Red, is he sees them as interchangeable, and, and he likes the rotation. And I think he likes the rotation across the defensive line. That's why you've seen Yo and Speaks mixing in and out. And, and, again, with the linebackers, we talked with Craig Stout in the first hour, different guys playing different positions, different guys um, mixing in with other guys. And I think that mix, that's the key to his – his sauce, the Spags sauce, if you will. It's mixing guys, disguising coverages that way, bringing blitzes from safeties and, and cornerbacks occasionally. I, I mean, that's how you have to, I think, defend right now in the NFL because the offense is so strong across the board that you have to mix up the defenses. And, and good for Spags for doing it, and, and you're right. I think about the defensive line. That's why, um, you know, you, you keep a variety of these guys. It's going to be so fresh because there's a lot
1: of mix and match where it doesn't matter. Okafor and Ogba. I actually expected more from Ogba, to be honest with you. And I know he's been a little bit banged up, but Okafor, you know, starting there. Ogba, I still have some hope in. Again, we're talking about a guy with 17 passes defended. Chris Jones is known for swatting the ball.
0: He, same draft, actually has one more than Chris Jones. It's a good nugget. Good nug. Uh, I think that the Chiefs fans will really like Alex Okafor, and I'm going to – Transition now to the linebackers. I think fans will really like Damian Wilson. Wilson certainly makes a team with Reggie Raglan, Anthony Hitchens, and Darren Lee. Uh, ben Neiman, I think, makes a team. And then it's Dorian O'Daniel versus Jeremiah Atauchu. And we, we've we already said we think Dorian O'Daniel, even though he's a third-rounder, is the odd man out. Unless they keep seven. If they keep seven, they'll keep Dorian O'Daniel a Atauchu. Well, we had our quarterbacks. when We listed them. We listed them as two or three, and you also we kind of disagreed about this. You took away an additional offensive lineman. So you may, you maybe have room to, t- to keep 26 defenders. So that would, open if you keep door. seven, Dorian O'Daniel makes the thing. You know what? That might be with, where they go, because you're thinking about the talent. They probably haven't given up on Dorian O'Daniel. You're convincing me on the air. Um, they haven't, they probably haven't given up Dorian O'Daniel. And don't forget, he had that ankle injury. at the end I think end they of last like season. the flexibility injuries, know? injuries though. We've seen this Jay. Sometimes injuries take like a year to heal. You know, or, or a year before the guy had, truly has his legs back under him. Perhaps they, they feel that about O'Daniel. They still have him under his rookie deal. Well, they like him, and uh,
1: I know Veach specifically likes him. And again, can you return to the form? Again, he was the highest rated defensive player at Clemson last year.
0: Yeah. I think you got to keep him to give him an opportunity to dig himself out of this hole. I'm back on board with seven linebackers. I think that's right. a, that's actually a, that's a, that's a bold prediction, but it's a well thought out prediction, Jay. I will give you that. Like your good question that you asked Darwin Thompson. That's a well thought out prediction.
1: Thanks, Pete. You're welcome.
0: Uh, cornerbacks: Kendall Fuller, Bashad Breland, Charvarius Ward, uh, Demontre Wade, Rashad Fenton. That's probably it. Am I forgetting anybody? You think they keep five?
1: What happens when Mo Claiborne comes back? Who gets bumped?
0: Fenton to the practice squad? Probably Wade or Herb Miller, whichever guy. Wade or is. Miller? Yeah, I just think you're. Gonna... How, how many corners you keep? You're five. Gonna, you're going to get to a point where it's going to be like Ward, Breland, and Fuller, and someone's going to have to pop out and. Her Miller is going to get picked on, or Demontre Wade is going to get picked on. Like Demontre Wade looked really bad.
1: Put Juan Thornhill back at corner, like he did at
0: Virginia. I can I could not believe Wade and Miller were in the game in the fourth quarter tonight. Like that's a, that's such a bad. Um, Who do you uh, think is better cover is corner, Thornhill or those guys? But that's such a, a a bad sign for your your cornerback depth. It, it, it this is a Super Bowl or bust team. You got to figure out that position, whether it's a trade. I don't know. You, you know, you may have to. Do
1: they some, tried to with Claiborne, but again. I don't think he's jumping right in in week five. I just don't think when you're away from the facility for four weeks and you missed half a training camp. They're going to have secret meetings between Dave Merritt and Sam Madison. You know, wink, wink. <laughs> you know, let's meet at your house. I don't know what kind of nine. shady
0: business goes on with the suspensions. But, yeah, you, you'd hope there'd be some of that. Like, is there, is there a Skype ability? Can you Skype um, Claiborne? Claiborne out there tonight. I mean, he, he, he's not an all-pro. But, what you know, would but he looks is. like he looks like a. what's your question. What would he Bill looks like a, a a very, very okay and 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 cornerback. You'd feel okay putting in. I mean, Wade and Miller, for what it's worth, are young dudes figuring this out. But you you wouldn't feel comfortable with them going in in a big game.
1: Corner is the weakest position group on this team, and I don't think there's any question. No, it's then no, it,
0: there's no question. Uh, we know the specialist. Uh, despite your dreams, Jay uh, Colquitt's making this team. No question. Because you, you want
1: to keep him I as a holder, the safety and you don't need it. They, they have $20 million under the cap, just barely under the top 10.
0: So the safety position, they're keeping Matthew, duh, Thornhill, Daniel Sorensen, Armani Watts, Jordan Lucas back is back on this team, right? Because that's you got to keep Lucas over. Lucas in, in and Watts cornerbacks.
1: make the team. I don't again. I don't think they're going to give up on Watts. Harold Jones, Cordy, and Soro get cut. Although Harold Jones, Cordy had the tackle in the preseason. <laughs> yep that that nude guy.
0: Uh, good for him. And it's
1: a hyphenated name. Hyphenated <laughs> names are usually good players.
0: Uh, crazy. What a uh, what a turn of events. Mark Fields uh, again. We, we go back to this preseason game tonight. Packers win 27-20, to 20, but Todd McShay, who's working for the Chiefs, hot mic. I got a lot of friends at the production team. that That's going to be something they're going to hear about. I, I know that for sure. Uh, Todd McShay had a hot mic. Reveals that Andy Reid clearly is not going to keep uh, Mark Felix. Why did they hire Kuyper and McShay? Having that I duo. Just I don't know. Big, if you can, Todd, Todd, Todd. Unless, unless the NFL draft. <laughs> I, don't I would not think have in McShay and Kuyper McShay working together. and Kuyper. I just think that's a non-option. He finally got invited to the combine, by the way. Uh, you, put, you, Kuyper. you put them both on the mic. I mean, by the end of the preseason game, uh, this is going to be a draft coverage game. Uh, we got a text in from the Protein House, eat with the purpose text line. It's probably a troll. Uh, They're going to lose week one to the Jacks. Nick Foles and the Jags. Jay, I didn't get your reaction on this as we we're talking about when turning the page and getting ready for this game. Uh, what, what did you make of the fact that Ramsey is going to be following around Tyree Kill? Um, okay, go for it. We've seen what Hill can do against Ramsey. Ramsey Ramsey did a nice job last year, though. Yeah, he does
1: with Hill, but I'll take Hill in the matchup. I, I just it covered the cheat is tough. Even Ramsey will admit it. He won't admit it last year when they were going back and forth on Twitter. But I'm okay with with uh, Ramsey on Hill. So, I think Hill.
0: I just think Hill's better. It just speaks volumes, I think, for like coaching staffs. To me, like Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. Like, how is that news about Jalen Ramsey getting out? Not from Ramsey, who's a known loudmouth, but from the defensive coordinator. If the defensive coordinator for Andy Reid revealed anything about the game plan, could be a smokescreen as well,
1: Pete, on what they do. But I'll tell you what. It's going to be, an, Sammy Watkins' role in this team is going to be incredibly important. You know why? Because Tyreek Hill will be public enemy number one. And I've not seen anybody defending like Bill Belichick has. Remember that playoff game with the Chiefs a couple years ago against the Patriots? They went in, Jeremy Maclin was banged. Travis Kelsey was the only weapon they had. Everybody. Everybody was hurt. And Belichick took him out. And Belichick basically took out Hill and Kelsey in the title game as well. Sammy Watkins' role is going to be extremely important with this team. If you're going to take out Hill, Okay, you got Hardman, you got Demarcus Robinson to worry about, you got Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins could find himself in some fortunate opportunities this year because the attention paid to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is one of the few players outside of Mahomes that the defensive coordinators will talk about during the week. Cause it's always about Mahomes. But Tyree Kill and Kelsey do enter the equation when you're talking when you when you hear the other defensive coordinators from the league when they speak during the week, which I always listen, you know, to what they're having to say. Chuck Pagano once called Jamal Charles publicly enemy, enemy number one. And I think Tyreek Hill absolutely
0: frightens defensive coordinators. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and that's the beauty of having Hill and Kelsey because it's hard to take them both away. Another text from, been able to do it. Another text from the uh, Protein House Eat With a Purpose text line, uh, Rhodes or Howard from Miami, any of them. Um, talking about Xavier Howard from Miami uh, and Xavier Rhodes, I believe. Uh, any of them, just begging for a cornerback. So, uh, yeah, no, I think I think Veach, Veach gets the message. I think that's going to be the number one position. I think Patrick Peterson stopped. talk
1: starts heating up, but again. He's suspended until week seven. I I know, through week six, he'll be up. But again, you're talking Mo Claiborne type of deal. You're talking about a guy that can't practice with the team, and I think it's
0: so valuable to earn that chemistry uh, with the secondary and be an effective player. So this is an exciting time now. I mean, you're going to get a ton of previews tomorrow on 610 Sports Radio from all the shows regarding this 53-man roster cut down on Saturday, their reactions from the game. Um, this is an exciting time for the Chiefs personnel staff. Uh, they've gotten all their tape. Now they're going to go in and set a plan uh, for this you know, new waiver wire. And again, you know, me and Jay just broke down the 53-man roster. You could keep 51 of these guys and say, you know, okay, be be done with them. I mean, the Chiefs are strong. Last year
1: they had a 53-in roster, but only
0: technically 52 because of Barry. Right, and 51 because of Khalil. And it it looks like Colin Saunders is going to earn that Khalil McKenzie spot this year. 50 if you throw in Tano. Right, Tano is another one. But, yes, so, again, you could see some of these players – going to other teams, and the Chiefs bring in some of the cuts from other teams if they feel good about them, especially in Brett Veach's case if they happen to be a former first- or second-round pick because we know that he loves to take a chance on someone who was a former first- or second-round pick. Another text from the uh, Protein House text line, Eat With a Purpose text line, Peterson and Ramsey on that list of uh, wishes as well. I don't necessarily see any of that happening. Well, this is the other part of Veach's job, the draft,
1: free agency, Undrafted free agents. What do you do down cut it cut down day? This is this is the time to watch Brett Beach. Time what to shine.
0: This is why you have a personnel staff. And again, what's wild about this, and the the craziest fans and the most hardcore fans get it. Sometimes I think the casual fans do understand it too. Like this weekend could determine whether or not you make the Super Bowl, right? Because you may get a player who has to end up coming in because of injuries because you don't know you get to week 17 in the playoffs and they have to enter the game and maybe someone make, makes an interception or something like we would have saw last year had it not been for offsides D-4. The
1: bottom line is, Pete, you know, last year you lose that game against the Patriots, so close to the Super Bowl. The unfinished business starts now. The expectations from the owner, Clark Hunt. Clark Hunt wants the trophy. He not only wants the Lamar Hunt trophy, he wants the Lamardi trophy as well. The directive has been sent for this team. Andy Reid seems happier than I've ever seen him as coach with this team. It's a thoroughbred on offense. I think the defense is much improved. This year is about unfinished business. They have a message. Patrick Mahomes is ready to go as soon as he lost the Patriots. This team has been ready to go through OTAs, many camp, training camp. This will be a fun season to watch. I'm more anticipating this season than any season since I've been alive. And I'll be honest, I'm 46 years old. I'm looking more forward to this season than any season I've had. I've had lofty goals, but not Super Bowl goals. This year, it's a Super Bowl goal.
0: Yeah, and that's my point. And that's why it's always fun to pay attention at this time of year. And I, and I, I encourage you to, because last year they got to the AFC title game. Dave Ford would off, was offsides. Charvarius Ward, he was the guy that had the interception that would have sent them to the Super Bowl. He was acquired this time last year for Parker Anger. So you may see a trade this weekend that doesn't feel like it matters. It matters. I mean, you, the depth in the NFL matters. The well, game, it's guys like Anthony Hitchens. I'll, I'll say all the cliches him. to end our first presentation. <laughs> game of inches. You know, it, it really is. And, and one play at a time. One play at a time, except for Harold Jones Cordy. Uh, Great tackle. Great tackle. made the last tackle. play of his life tonight. Excellent tackle. It's been fun. Uh, it's the beginning of what will be. A fun season. It's the start, Pete Sweeney. Of Arrowhead Pride tailgates prior to the game. And, of course, the Arrowhead Pride postgame show after the game. Uh, a great night besides the actual final score. The Packers winning 27-20 to over your Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs end the preseason. Which you'll never remember. You would not even know what the record is at the end of the year. Jay Binkley, what is your final message before we head into this regular
1: season? Final message is it's go time. It's go time. We've been anticipating this for the longest time.
0: Nick Foles, baby. You're going down in the humidity in Jacksonville. Saxonville. Hopefully not for them Saxonville. on that day. He's Julio Sanchez. We're going to thank him uh, for dealing with all the mishaps of this first uh, tailgate and so on and so forth. Jay there Bakeley, was one uh, Kent Swanson, Brett Veach for his soundbite, Todd McShay for that hot mic drop. My name is Pete Sweeney, and thank you for listening to the Arrowhead Pride Post game. Chiefs finished preseason.